All right. So yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna rock and roll, and then we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do some editing magic. We got a we got a treat for you guys today. Oh yeah, something uh, that I've wanted for quite some time, just never had the means to do it or the what's the word I'm looking for? Go to yeah, know how the go to the know how. It's very important. But uh, yeah, we're working on something, or we had something worked on, and it's done. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah. But, sh- shout uh, out to a uh, shout out to Dan. Yeah. Well, well, I'll give him the full props as the show rolls on. But um. Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's an exciting, fun little thing for me. Uh, something that I've wanted for a very long time. But, um, but yeah, man, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, I am too, man. I don't know what it is. It's uh, this is weather. Yeah, it's the weather. It's oh, fine. well, you sit up till four, so you can't say it's the weather. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that in the air as well. Yeah, but, you, re- uh, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah, let's go ahead and get that, get that going now. If all is well, you guys should have heard that perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our uh, that's our new intro. That is our new intro. Um, it is something that I had created by my buddy Dan from Stillworld. He was also formerly of Sh- from Shoot the Messenger, an extremely talented audio engineer. Uh, and man, I want to give him the props that he deserves because that thing kicks ass. Yeah, he sent a instrumental version over. I was like, yeah, cool, yeah. And then Jake was like, hey, he made one of the vocals. And I was like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, this, this is it right here. Yeah, I thought so too. Because he was like, well, I, I would kind of want you to write the lyrics because, you know, it's your show. But I'm like, man, it doesn't really need a, a, a the yeah, life it story. Need a whole lot. Yeah, it doesn't need a life story. It just needs to be basic. And uh, I guess he, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't require him to do it any further. I'm like, it's fine the way it is. If you want to leave it alone, it's fine. And uh, he got, he's like, oh, here's here's the version I have with vocals of my idea. I'm like, okay. I listened to it. I'm like, yeah, that, that's what I, we need. That's, so, yeah. That's love. Yeah, that's love. And uh, like I said, we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, he did a great job. So, uh, shout out to my boy, Dan. Dan Vallejo, he also has a website. If you're interested in uh, like podcast services, he edits his podcast. Uh, I don't have the funds to have him constantly do that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so get you know if you have anything, any of your audio needs, if you want uh, EP recorded or whatever, he's your guy. Very talented individual, and uh, we appreciate the love, yeah, so to speak. Good shit, good shit. All right, man. So. Uh, yeah, we, we got a we got a thick list today. We yeah, a nice thick list. But, but before yeah. uh, I actually didn't get the chance to do my intro. Oh yeah, because yeah, I, I, <laughs> I still have to do my 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 shows. Yeah, intro. you got to do the and I got to do the. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number one hundred and five. One hundred and five. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I should probably that should probably be a little more seamless next time. But hey, we're excited. Uh, so yeah, we're back at you. Uh, how's the temp? I mean, I went out there for a little bit. It's like eighteen degrees out. Oh, it's something. nice. It's sunny. No wind. When's it's bearable, the, man. Throwing a jacket. When's the next like fifty degree day gonna be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Me and the motorcycle are running that too. I don't know what's going on, but it is what it is. Uh, real quick, how was your week, man? Uh, how was my week? How was my week? It was uneventful. Uh, I guess that's a good thing, though. You gotta yeah. have them quiet weeks. How was yours? It was. It was alright. I mean, uh, you discovered your new love oh, like Wednesday. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Well, we'll talk. I didn't get even a chance to play it till like Friday. No, no, you might be right. Thursday, Thursday, maybe. I didn't really get a chance. To, I downloaded it early in the week. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. But uh, yeah, man, I'm obsessed and I fucking love it. Fucking love this good shit. shit, good shit. So let's get into these notes. I was uh, I was at Kohl's with my girlfriend the other week, and because uh, they always have good clearance stuff. Like the last last summer we went, I think I picked up like six flannels for like thirty bucks, mm. and I was like, yeah, you're not gonna find them any cheaper, right? Um, so we went and we were just kind of looking about. She wanted some stuff, um, and I found that they had these uh, like Hogwarts pins, right? Like okay. all the houses, 
And I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. They were like silver plated brass. And they were like eight bucks because they were on clearance. And I was like, oh, I need me some of that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I need me a Slytherin one to look good on the denim jacket, right? Yeah. So the one we went to, uh, they didn't have uh, any of them except the Hufflepuff one, which I thought was kind of funny, <laughs> right? But then like, like I start calling around because this is a very heavy Coles area. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them, yeah. Yeah, th- no, there's a bunch around here. Yeah. Like I didn't realize how much there were until I Googled it. But um, yeah, same situation. All of them sold out except the fucking Hufflepuff one. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> what, what what about Hufflepuff? You think? Uh, okay, so so here's Maddie's theory because she actually commented on this. It's one of two things. One, a Hufflepuff doesn't necessarily want to go out and you know get get a pin, right? Okay. In theory. And then her other one, which I like a lot better, she's like, nobody wants to admit that they're Hufflepuff. That's, that's true. <laughs> Let's think about this, the logistics of that. The most famous Hufflepuff in the franchise of the of the movies and the, and the books and all that died. He did. Cedric Diggory died, and he was a Hufflepuff. Wasn't, uh, what's his face from Magical Beasts? Uh, Hufflepuff, Newt? Yeah, I don't know. Newt's commander? <laughs> or whatever his name was. I, I think I, he was a Hufflepuff, too. Isn't that a, wasn't that a Yu-Gi-Oh card? I don't know. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. But the Wait. the dude from the prequels is a Hufflepuff. I is he? Believe, too. Oh yeah. well, maybe maybe that's, well, that's two. That's two. Yeah, that's, you know, you could probably name yeah. a dozen like Gryffindors and yeah. But you know, I was just kind of surprised because I'd figure everybody would go for Ravenclaw, or Gryffindor, yeah. but I couldn't even find a Slytherin one. I was like, damn. I mean, well, I think snakes in the grass. Bro. I think you underestimate how. Uh, yeah. 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 Because I I don't think like I've you know I don't want to sound like a total fucking snob here, but I don't think I've ever met somebody that. Calls themself a Slytherin, you know, you know, like and like I know it sounds super douchey saying it. But you, right? have to keep, you have to keep in mind, like, how many of your general friend population are Slytherins? Do you think, like, truly or self-identifying? Because there's a big difference there. Truly, truly, I think I know one other person. Really, who's, who's he that? identifies as a Ravenclaw? Who? Uh, he's a buddy from a uh, UIC of mine. Okay, that I see every once in a while. And there's like, like I'd say the same for Gryffindor. I know maybe like. Two true Gryffindors. Like, if I were to put them in a house, I'd be like, you're 100% a Gryffindor. Where do you put me? You're a Ravenclaw, bro. Okay. Yeah? Well, with Slytherin traits, but, like, you, you don't want to be green. You want to be blue, bro. So I know you. My wife. What about my wife? Uh, what is your wife, actually? Is she a she, Slytherin? She's so, she was sorted to Slytherin. She was sorted into. But, but, you know, the sorting hat takes account of what you want, too. <laughs> she wants Slytherin. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool, though, man. Glad that worked out. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, that's funny because me and Maddie are actually the, the inverse. The inverse? I'm Slytherin and she's Dude. Ravenclaw. Yeah, because, like, my mom, my mom and my sister sorted up and down that I'm a Slytherin. So I'm like, I don't really, I don't really want to be. And I say the, that same line, the sorting hat takes what you want to account. But they're like, you're a Slytherin, dude. I'm like, mm. I, I just think there's a lot of negative stigma around the house because the movies kind of portray him as such. But yeah. there's a lot of good qualities. Like we talked about how uh, Iron Man has a lot of Slytherin qualities yeah. and a bunch of people. And, you know, it, it's not always a bad thing to be. I think every trait, if left unchecked, could be negative. Yeah, absolutely. Because look at Gryffindor. If left unchecked, the courage in this can be just... Recklessness. Uh, re- yeah, recklessness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? And... uh so, so there's a little bit to everything, and those are a little Hogwarts talk. But I just thought it was hilarious because the only place that had them left, and like I said, these were gorgeous pens. They were, they were really like, they were nice. nice. They were originally like 40 bucks on clearance oh, for wow. 8 bucks. Oh, wow. And I was like, I will gladly pay 8 bucks. That's like pin price, you know? And I was like, Dad, God damn it. There's no Slytherin ones. <laughs> huh. And uh, yeah, so the Hufflepuffs were the only, only ones that were left. Do they have it on the Coles website? Did you check? I did. They don't have them on there. Wow. Probably because it's like a clearance item, man. I was like genuinely shocked. Huh. Interesting. And like I said, I called half a dozen Coles. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. It was it was kind of a 
it was just a tad bit upsetting, but I thought it made it for a good story. Absolutely, I think that was a good, a good little opening, a little yeah, man. Little so, uh, with good stories, there come bad stories. Yeah. Too. So, um, the death of a giant man. The, the death. All right. So, so uh, Warner Brothers doing their magic. Yeah, they uh, they deemed it uh, u- useless. I guess the, all That's the sad, all man. the catalog that they had on uh, on YouTube, and um, yeah, you're it is very sad because this was. The king, the for, king for a very long time. The king of you know gameplay based stuff when it comes to YouTube, right? And now this gave a lot of our our you know our, a lot of the, the famous YouTubers that you know, you know to this day, the Kevin Sparkles of the world, uh, the PewDiePie's of the world. I think he started up on them. There's a whole bunch of them uh, that gave them their start on YouTube. And granted, you know, business practices being what it is. Uh, you know, they weren't, they didn't have the greatest reputation in the world, especially, you know, near the kind of the end of their, their, their prominence. Um, you know, it is still sad to see something like this go. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do as a platform, but, uh, I guess it was good to be around when they were king. Cause that was like, man, Machinima was even older than 10 years old. Cause I remember yeah. they, they did a whole bunch of Halo stuff. Back they, in the and day. they had their own, they had their own website. That's yeah. They, that was the big thing, man. Yeah, It started up on their own thing. And then they're like, well, there's this platform that we can utilize to access to the masses. And like I said, I mean, granted there were other, you know, uh, hubs, I guess for gameplay, you know, at the early days of YouTube, but none bigger than Machinima. All yeah, right. They were like the IGN, like the, the underground yeah. IGN. Absolutely. Spot. And, yeah, man, it's sad to see him go, but uh, I'm assuming the content's going to stay up, right? It, it's just not going to crank out any new things. or The content's gone. It's all gone? It's, they, they delete, not want to say deleted, but they pri- they privatized everything. Everything is privatized. They're, if you go to the Machinima page today, all of them, and not even just the main Machinima main, Respawn, Realm, Sports, all these things, they're gone. Everything is gone. Every wow, video is that's gone. that's really sad. Yeah. So even if you wanted to go back and relive some of the glory days... You can't. They fucking got Thanos finger snapped out of existence. Two snaps. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So. Um, Ouch. That is that is rough, man. Warner Bros. What are you guys doing? Well, like I said, they, I guess they they didn't see the value in it, and I don't think it was still accruing money, and it was just taking up space. Right. But it's a difference between saying, "Let's not do this anymore," and essentially erasing a big part of internet history. Yeah, you I know? agree. I definitely that was like I mean shit man we grew up with that maybe like our our kids definitely won't know and no. I'd say like the a lot of the like the next generation after us was probably catching the tail end yeah but dude we were like in the middle of that yeah. shit you know we were like down in the pit I was grimy I was telling Adriana I'm like um back in the day when respawn was king when it comes to Call of Duty gameplay or first person shooter gameplay and man like the fucking live streams that uh, were nuts Sark Hutch and Cenanders did. Was like mind blowing. They did like twenty four hour live streams when Black Ops came out until they re- hit fifteenth prestige, all the way to the end, uh, from top to bottom. And like that shit was great. And it wasn't even just the gameplay. Like the original shows that they had on there, like Mission Impossible Respawn or Re- Radio, and you know those type of things. Inbox. Those things are like yeah, legend. Man. Lots of uh, lots of good quality people, writers and creators Absolutely. that were on that platform and had to see them go. But um. As a lot of things are, if if these people are persistent and they continue doing this, I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll find their own platform, and you know, 
YouTube is fairly easy to monetize now, so yeah, we just got to support the creators we like. Well, like I said, a lot of those ma main guys out there, they're, they're not with them anymore. A lot of those big names, they're, they're not with uh, Machinima anymore. So it is what it is. Um, and I guess you re there was really no need for the, the hub channel anymore. Yeah, man, but I just think that's so disrespectful. Yeah. You know, just kind of like wiping that. But uh, what are you going to do, I guess? Yeah, it's, it's the legacy. Like you said, internet history, the legacy of yeah, man. internet gameplay came from them. And uh, it's sad to see them. It's like it's like think about it. Like people, a lot of a lot of people going forth won't ever understand that the internet was a wild wild west. Yeah, in those early days, mm -hmm. man, you never knew what you were going to click on. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, man. So that's it. Let's see Machinima go. Let's talk some movies and TV. All right. So have, uh, I don't know if you've seen this around on the internet, right? But uh, there's a thing going around called the Spider-Man paradox, and what it is is, um, well, it's truth, because we all know Spider-Man in the MCU is a Star Wars fan, right? Okay. Uh, he talks about it. He's like, "Oh, that really old movie, la, la, la. that type of thing, right?" He, but he's a Star Wars fan as well. You know, you saw in the movie he had like the whole Lego Millennium Falcon thing, all that, right? So, with Peter Parker being such a big Star Wars fan, how do you think he's gonna feel when he meets Mace Windu? That's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I mean. He's Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know he's Nick Fury. Um, I mean, shit, man. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I think they'll throw a jab at it and it'll be left at that. I, I, I kind of hope they, they acknowledge it at least. Yeah, like a little nod to yeah, it. Yeah, you kind of look like Mace Windu. Anybody ever tell you you look like Mace Windu? Something like that. And have that be like, it. Eh. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Well, because Star Wars also exists in the X-Men universe. Does it? Yeah, because at, uh, what was it, Age of Apocalypse? They were all coming out of the movie theater out oh. of Empire Strikes Back. And they made a joke. They're like, oh, yeah, the third one is always the worst one. Or it was uh, it was the fucking uh, Return of the Jedi as they were coming out. They're like, yeah, the third one's always the worst one. As a, a self-reference yeah. to the early X-Men. Interesting. So, last, that was Last Stand. That was their third one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, Star Wars exists in these universes. Maybe Star Wars is in the future. Oh. Yeah. So I Which it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. I think they'll acknowledge it at the very least. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, and I wanted to mention it. All right, so as the Super Bowl came and went, I don't know if you I don't know if you watched it very closely at all. Probably not, I'd imagine. Um, but there was a TV spot for the Twilight Zone ho hosted by Jordan Peele. Cool. Yeah. I think you could do it. Yeah. Uh, we had this talk before with guys like Jonah Hill, Jordan Peele. Guys that you don't think would be able to do horror, but in fact do it very well. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much Jonah Hill doing horror, but but you see what I'm getting. Danny yeah. McBride is, uh, yeah. is what I meant. But yeah, um, you know, kind of to touch up on that subject again, it's good to see these guys, uh, I don't want to say showing their true color, but showing what they can do. What the capabilities. The capabilities, man, mm -hmm. because they're good in the roles they've played, and Jonah Hill is a very funny guy, man. But like I said, the movie he directed was phenomenal. Danny McBride, hilarious <laughs> motherfucker. He's... I feel like he always steals the show in like the Apatow squad, you know, whenever he shows up. It's he just his raunchiness is just so unrivaled. Yeah. And then did Halloween. Yeah. Wrote, directed, good chunk of it. And it was, Holy shit. Oh, yeah. That was, that was A1 steak sauce right there. My question is, is he writing it or is he just hosting it? No, that's my only thing. I don't know if he's writing it. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a uh, little bit of dipping in there. Yeah. Like uh, Brian Cranston directed one of the episodes for Breaking Bad. You know, Vince. I think there was a whole bunch of different directors for, like, as the season one seasons went on. Yeah. Vince Gilligan was very liberal with that. That's interesting. So I I think they're gonna. If he says he he wants to do one, 
I think they're going to eventually come to say, yeah, let's do it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, the Twilight Zone is uh, part of uh, TV history. Oh, obviously. absolutely. Uh, did you know, if I'm remembering this correctly, there was a run of the writers for the Twilight Zone uh, originally, or was one of the, what well, I think I forget, I forget his fucking name. He created um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I could see that correlation yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. You could totally yeah, see man. that being like the twist at the end of a Twilight Zone episode. And, and being, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just really um, well done and drawn out. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, kind of touching base with multiple directors and mm. multiple writers. That's the beauty of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Because if, if we get a rebirth and you got one or two motherfuckers writing all the episodes, it's going to get stale really quick. Yeah. So we're going to have... Rotating cast. Not even that, man. I feel like it'd be such a good opportunity to, to guest write, guest direct, crazy people. Like I said, man, like bring in Vince Gilligan. That dude's a phenomenal fucking writer. Fucking uh, like Kevin Smith do an episode. That'd be interesting. Yeah, like think about it. If if you had, if you had your normal crew that does like a good chunk, let's say like sixty percent. Yeah. And then every season, assuming you have twelve episodes a Couple season, guest spots. Yeah. You have like f- what four guest spots. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got eight normal and you got four guest spots throughout the season. And it's like, oh, who's it going to be this season? Yeah. It's like, and then they could do like a slow reveal, like, hey, next week's episode, by the way, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. That'd be pretty so cool. So that'd be a good way to draw hype to it. Cause yes. Think about how many people want that opportunity and what better than the Twilight Zone. You're right. And I'm excited for it. I think it should be good. Yeah, man. Um, is that going to happen? No, I think we're overhyping this again because uh, that's what we do. You know, <laughs> sometimes we go 100 miles an hour. But, yeah. Uh, speaking about going 100 miles an hour. Uh, I received news, well, I read an article, that uh, Mr. Uh, Vice CEO of whatever the fuck he was, um, he said <laughs> Deadpool and Alien are going to keep their R ratings. He's going to keep the integrity of the movies intact. Okay. And that was kind of a big concern that I brought up with the, uh, with the merger last year. I was like, well, don't get me wrong, Deadpool isn't beloved because it's R rated. But you know, a lot of the humor and the character of Deadpool come from the R rating. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's uh, it's just kind of part wrapped up in in the the chimichanga that is Deadpool. And uh, so yeah, he said that we're keeping the R ratings for these movies, and I think that was a good move. I think that was a solid move because I know there was a lot of people like me concerned because mm-hmm. the last thing I want to see is uh, like a I almost said a T rated PG thirteen alien movie. You yeah. know, because those movies kind of need the blood. Yeah. Whereas Deadpool, I don't know if Alien so much needs it. It, uh, it works in favor of it. Definitely. It, definitely, it definitely works in favor of it. Because at uh, the end of the day, it's a sci-fi thriller, horror, whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. You but know? like I said, but I think they could they could get the thriller aspect of it without the the, the I was gonna say the M rating. You see what we did? Uh, yeah. Without the the R rating, but like it, you said, it's part of the art, man. It's part of the uh, part of the experience. Yes, I, and I would agree with that. If you take away from the experience, then like you know, it kind of. Exactly what I said. You're taking away from the experience. Yeah. If you're taking away from the experience, absolutely, that's true. And uh, I, I heard there's like a PG-13 rated version of Deadpool out there. I'm so sorry if you had to watch that. Yeah, man. Imagine having to do all that. That's not fun. I was thinking about that. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's just kind of relieving. Yeah. Seeing as how a lot of these properties are going, and the, uh, I feel like the idea behind a lot of this shit is like. Let's hit the biggest target audience we can. So a lot of these movies are dumbed down. Yeah. Because where was comic culture 10, 15 years ago? Nowhere. Making a little bit of progress. Yeah. A tad bit. You had Couple Kevin movies. Smith at the forefront yeah. of it. Yeah. You had people kind of like, yeah, man, Batman's cool. Yeah. You had people growing up with Adam West. But now look at it. 
It's like you will walk up to a random person and ask them what their favorite superhero is, and they will give you a viable answer. They have an answer, yeah. Maybe not the best reasoning. Yeah. That's okay. You're allowed to like who you like. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. 10, 15 years ago, it was like, who's your favorite superhero? Motherfucking Spider-Man, bro. You seen that shit? You yeah. seen them Raimi films, bro? Doc Ock type of shit? Yeah. So Disney is trying to appeal to everybody that they can, and with all their franchises and stuff, I think they're getting pretty goddamn close. Have you um heard of this uproar or yeah, I guess uproar is the right word on the internet about uh, the, the lack of a episode nine title. Have you, have you seen any of the flack that on the internet? Because I, I have not seen the flack, but now that you mentioned it, it is kind of interesting. Yeah. I did it last time though. So, you know, if it, anyway, keep going. So, but, yeah, uh, but no, yeah, no we had the, the title. I, I feel like we had the title confirmed by Disney in like early January, but it's almost, it was coming up to March, March now. Yeah. And uh, well, the like the rumored titles, rumors. These are just like fan speculation. Somebody said "Son of Darkness." I thought that was kind of cool. Eh, too and, edgy. And uh, the chosen one, which okay, edgy enough. Yeah. Uh, so the chosen one would have been a better title for episode four, man. Instead of a new hope. Well, I I do like a new hope, and it's in, like ingrained. But I feel like you know Luke Skywalker, the chosen one, could have worked. You know, we'll, we'll play a game next week, Gabe. Let's rename the episode. Let's rename all of them. Actually. The Chosen One would have worked very well for Episode One instead of Phantom Menace, because you're talking about the the you know, the Sith are coming back and Maul gets 20 minutes of screen time and Sidious gets what like two. Yeah. The Sith, bro. No, well, you should have had the story focus around. Yes, and it can be in the Chosen One. Yes and no, because uh, I feel. But the title, the title implies that they're more background. The Phantom Menace, the background kind of plague, so to speak. Okay, looking strictly at the movies. Strictly at the movies, there's not much. There's not many strings being pulled here. Uh, Maul doesn't do much, and Sidious barely does enough to call himself a true politician. Come to America he, if you want to see some shit. He became the president by the end of the movie. He was chancellor by the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I understand <laughs> that. I understand that. But there, my my issue here is that we don't really see, aside from that, of course. He does that, yeah. But we don't really see the manipulation involved here. It, until it was like episode three where Windu was like, oh, uh, you're you're bad, bro. And then shit kind of hits the wall. You well, know? But I think we saw some manipulation in two. Well, yeah, okay. Some. My, my issue here is that his character is written very poorly. And that's my thing. Because you know damn well you could have had something, something like The Departed. Where you, I don't, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not saying you got to have a Departed version of Star Wars. I'm or saying, fucking Luke Skywalker I'm saying give him some more screen off. time. Are you a fucking Sith? <laughs> I ain't no Sith. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You're stupid. But uh, had some fun with that one. But but come on, man. Give this dude some more screen time and just show what he's doing. You got to show his intent right away, but come on. Think about it. Like When you see episode three and that reveal comes... Your mind should race back to one and two, and you're like, I get it. I get why he was doing all this. But I we get all, why he was leveraging it. But we all knew who he was. We all yeah, knew yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But it was poorly done. He was a poorly written character. Yeah. All right. Uh, let, let's move on, man. We've had too many like side rants today. Talk to me about uh, Child's Play. Yeah, so this is getting a remake. Yeah, we, we kind of predicted this, didn't we? You see the trailer? For, I'm shocked by it, to be honest. I thought it wasn't. I Not interested? No. Nah. Hard pass. Yeah. I'll leave Chucky where he belongs. He should have been in the garbage can to begin with. I don't know how they got a franchise out of that. 
I could get a movie or two, but come on, man. Whole, like what? He has like seven? Like something like that, yeah. Seven or eight movies, man. Fuck. That. And his last one wasn't even that long ago. Didn't he have like a direct DVD kind of Yeah, like? don't look at me, man. I was never a Chucky guy. Me either. I never understood the appeal behind me it. Either. I knew a guy who had a Chucky tattoo, and I was like, what? Mm. To be fair, he did have a whole like horror-themed okay, sleeve. But like, come on, man. Fair enough. How are you going to have Chucky and not Alien? He didn't have Alien on there? No. How about Predator? Uh, no. Neither of those two. He had... Jason, which is already kind of, you know, uh, Michael Myers obviously deserves to be on there. Mm-hmm. Freddy, mm-hmm. Uh, Chucky, the Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like very selective. If you, it's like you're going through like the like the $5 bin at Walmart and you're like, I'm going to get tattoos of you, you, and you. Weird. Yeah. Leprechaun. I think he had, he also had a really interesting thing on his other arm. He had a couple of tattoos of serial killer signatures. And I, I thought, growing up, I thought that was cool. But, like, now kind of looking back at it, I'm like, man, that's really fucked up. Mm. That's really, like, it was a, not cool. Like, it's metal, but you're a piece of shit for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily, <sighs> yeah, it, it's like black metal. It's like Cannibal Corpse, where it's like, yeah, they got some thickness and, and heaviness to it. But it's like, is this really, at the end of the day, is this really it? I, I don't think, Cameron, I think, like, Behemoth, you're like, oh, yeah, satanic music's cool and all, but I really don't need the goat's head spiked on stage. You know what I mean? I, uh, see, I like Nurgle as a person, and Behemoth is okay as a band. You like he, Nurgle as a person? <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a very interesting, he has a very interesting life story. Uh, I, I like reading interviews about him, because he's very humble. He's not like, oh, praise the devil. He's not shoving that down your throat. He's very, like, yeah, man, this is how I grew up. I think he's an intellectual. Yeah, he's an intellectual. I, I think I he, he's very... Um, He's careful about his word like, choice, and like I just think he has a very interesting story. There's just some people where, you know, and it's it's kind of interesting to see that, like, yeah, Catholicism was shoved down my throat all my life, but now it's like, I'm not going to tell you to go out there and worship the devil or anything. Like, do what you want to do. Do what, you know, draws you. Fair enough. And uh, anyway, where the fuck were we? Man? I don't know. Yeah, so. <laughs> child's play. Child's play. Child's play. Child, okay, yeah. hang on. Let me, let me back it up one notch. The tattoos, um, I would say that's kind of trashy, man, at this point. And I get it. Like your horror, like your fiction side. Don't embellish and don't promote. Fantasize. Don't fantasize the shit that went down. Yeah. Child's Play, I could give less of a shit about because we, we talked about it, man. We talked about all these franchises that are going to get, quote unquote, new breath. But it's really like when you don't brush your teeth and you just swallow Listerine is what it's going to get. Ooh, that was, that was, that was a that's what you're going to get, man. Because on the top layer, it's like it's minty, but then you kind of a little bit and you're like, Man, did you have roast beef today? <laughs> you know, did you have some like nasty ass roast beef? Did you have some moldy, yeah, moldy Portillo's roast beef? I've never, I've never had it. I don't want to throw them under the bus, but Portillo's has a very distinct smell. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, th- that's my thing, and I, <laughs> I think that was a good analogy. All right, let's talk scary stories to tell in the dark. So uh, we talked. This was something that we talked Way about back, like two years ago, right? Like two, three years that ago. Got greenlit a while ago. Yeah, uh, but they finally dropped a little trailer, and I will say, looks good. I'm slightly worried a little bit. It looks a little bargain to me. It looks a little. Uh, I mean, granted, the stories are one and done. Yeah, they they lend themselves to being kind of a low rent, low. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's gonna be like the ABCs of death, where you get a little snippet, like a twenty-minute snippet here and there. Yeah, I don't know, but um. Well, here's my thing: it's Guillermo del Toro doing the costume work. I'm not worried about that, and I do have issues with some of his movies he's dropped, like The Shape, Shape of Water. Water. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but my issue was not that the monster looked bad. The monster looked really good, 
my issue was in some of the writing and the message of the movie and fish that, fucking yeah and, and yeah and fish fucking <laughs> but uh, I honestly I could give less of a shit about that but it was just some of the other things the, like man when I did my review of this movie I was like this movie looks great and that's the extent of what I can say about it and so with him at the helm I'm not too concerned about the, the visual aspect it's going to be can you capture that same feeling is going to be the big thing because do you think this is the right uh, type of media for it I think I don't think a movie is the way they should have went with this I think a TV show would have been good not even a TV show man do you remember those uh uh, you ever watch Adult Swim? Yeah. You ever watch the Eric Andre show? Were no. you around for that? He would do, it was like a five minute little tidbit, bro. He'd catch like a tail end of every here and there. Mm-hmm. And you get like a 15, or like Robot Chicken. You remember Robot Chicken? Yeah, how yeah. that was like. Skits and shit. How, well, Robot Chicken was, the episodes were 15 minutes long, mm-hmm. but they play two back to back for a half hour slot is how they did it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why you heard the bark, 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 bark twice in a half hour span. You know? Okay. And so I think that's the way they should do it. Make it like 15, 20 minutes a piece, man. So I'm saying though, but like it doesn't even need to be a full ass hour. I really don't. So how do you think they're gonna intertwine this in like the movie? Like how do you think they're gonna weave these stories in? Uh, there's gonna be a narrator, and it's gonna come in with something like, "Oh, there are things that go bump in the night. There are things," and then it's gonna go into some of the better ones out of the book, I like wonder. the hearse. The one in the graveyard with the girl who uh, she ends up stabbing her skirt and yeah. scaring her shit. Yeah, scared yeah. herself to death. Yeah. Um, man, I remember reading these stories in like my fourth grade class. We'd like turn off the light for reading hour, and the teacher would read it to us because we we finally convinced her to do it. Hey, right? man, there and you that, go. You know, and that she, was she like, went for it at least. She's like, you know what? If we're gonna fucking go for it, yeah, we're turn off f- these fucking yeah. lights, you pussy. Everybody <laughs> 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 push up to the barricade and reading scary stories. <laughs> I want to see everybody fucking scream. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. So yeah, I, like I said, I'm a little, a little, a little concerned. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna have like a centralized story or, or a lot, one thing. Or I'm telling you, it's gonna be narrator and segmented things. That's the only way it's gonna be pulled off. All right. Because if they try to do a centralized story and like one character going through all these like sub stories, that's gonna not work. That's gonna fall on his face. This is true. All right, let's talk to gaming. We got a lot to talk about yeah, today. Yeah. Um, I'm actually let's go bottom up from this. Okay. Uh, so I got an email like an hour ago, actually, from Spellbreak. Ooh. Um, the NDA is being lifted as of Monday, so you're gonna see footage from probably all the big YouTubers who have access to it. Because um, because what was allowed as of right now, it's you were only allowed to talk about what was released, mm-hmm. and you couldn't necessarily give your opinions on everything. Okay. And you couldn't record footage, and you couldn't show people footage. The NDA is being lifted Monday. So I, I promise you, any YouTuber that had access to this and talked about Spellbreak, they're going to drop a whole ass video talking about it, reviewing it. I think it's good. Uh, I think it's coming out at a very good time. Uh, I praise this game. Um, I don't want to say highly, but I think it's good for the marketplace. And we kind of spoke about this. Um, so yeah, uh, Monday, just be ready for a whole ass slew of Spellbreak videos and a lot of gameplay. And, and man, I'm hoping a lot of tactics videos because I'm kind of a... See what now, but with with what has occurred, are we a little worried that it's going to get lost in the shuffle? No, no, not too concerned. It, it's the it's the format that um, that is a surface layer attraction, but there's a lot of in depth gameplay, and uh, you know you have a slew of battle royale games out there right now, and you mm-hmm. have a lot of AAA people like the Black Ops people doing it, and you know we we have uh, respawn that did something very interesting, mm-hmm. but it's the like I said, surface layer, yeah, battle royale. 
But you get into it, it's essentially a mage combat game. It's a very magic intensive, and it's not a run and gun. You got to like sit down, and you got to think about what you're doing. You got a chance to play it? Yes, I got a chance okay. to play it. I got access to the pre-alpha. So you'll be able to kind of comment about it next week then? Yes. Um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, moving up, why'd you put EA on here? What's All right. So just so we could. Uh, I know their stocks dropped. Yeah. Uh, they took a big hit on the quarter for the stock. What, what didn't sell as well as they wanted Battlefield. to? Yeah, yeah, I forgot to do Battlefield, man. Yeah. It's them and Dice. Yeah. So wait, I just want to just put this out there just to kind of show where their mentality is in a company and how far out of touch they are to their consumer base. And they blamed the poor sales of Battlefield on the fact that they focused on the single-player experience. No. Uh, counterpoint. Santa Monica Studios, Naughty Dog Studios. Let's wrap it up. Next topic. <laughs> if you focus, no. If you truly focus on the single player experience, yeah, you won't have a problem. You're gonna have people flocking to yeah. the game, especially now because people create. Let me tell you this: my my internet was out. Um, I had some severe internet uh, internet outage issues. Uh, Friday last week, Friday was fine. Saturday it went out, and I was like, okay, this has got to be for like an hour or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I did all the shit, nothing all day gone. Schedule a tech for Tuesday morning, right? Sunday it's back. I'm like, all right, cool. Cancel the tech. Monday it's gone again, right? And so I'm like, fuck, let's get this guy out here. Scheduled Wednesday morning. So from I from Sunday to Wednesday, I didn't have internet. And you know what came in clutch? I'll give you a hint. It was not these multiplayer games. Mm -hmm. It was these motherfucking single player games that I forgot how much I love. Yeah. And man, that's all I want to say. Naughty Dog, Santa Monica, man, fuck. Yeah. It's uh. I just think it's so they don't blame their maybe their their horrible business practices. They're not blaming that and the bad press they caught from that. Aren't they like the worst company to work for? They are. I think it's them or Comcast. Yeah. They're like toe to toe right now. Uh, they're not blaming maybe some of the low rent games that they've put out. They're blaming the single player experience. This sure. is the why okay. their stocks have dropped so hard. Mm -hmm. And that's where EA is where it is. Speaking of which, all right, no, wait, 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 one more thing. Okay, so uh, our boy was revealed. Our uh, boy, our hash slinging slasher, win the mask. Um, Cabal. Cabal. Cabal and Kano. We talked about Kano last week. Uh, Cabal was revealed. Um, now here, here's the point I, I mentioned to you throughout the week. Uh, I was not excited for Kano because shit, I don't think he's missed a Mortal Kombat game in a very long time. Yeah, two is the last one. I think two. Two. Yeah, man, he's been in two, three, Ultimate Trilogy. No, no, he was not in two. He was in one, three, Ultimate Trilogy, Ultimate four. He was not in four. He was not in four. He was not well, in he four. was definitely in Deadly Alliance. He, he was, was in Deception, Armageddon. He, he was, he was, yeah. And then nine, and the next. He's missed a few, but though, like a long time ago. Whatever. Yeah, 97. We, we've had enough of Kano, because I think he's a big old bitch. But... uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. What was I getting at? Oh, so so you know, you didn't give room for it to be missed. Yeah. But Cabal came back, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, hello, friend." Let's talk about his design real so, quick. So this is easily the best this character has ever looked. Period. Um, he's always had—I don't want to say an interesting design. His mask was probably the most captivating part. But as far as I remember, it was like a like a black jacket with some pouches and like a ribbon on his arm right and the little backpack and, thing yeah the backpack and like khakis at one point right yeah i remember he had khakis he did but now yeah first of all that mask looks really good yeah and we don't know if he's fully human he might be cyborg at this point 
Well, um, based on some of the other costume designs, it looks like he's not fully cyberized. So, gotcha. Uh, but uh, the mask looks great. The mask the is dreads like, look phenomenal. The mask is full face because that was one of my main issues with Cabal. Is like, why do we need to see like the burnt the cheeks? Yeah, yeah, the burnt and all that. It's weird. I don't know, but uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's sassy. A lot of his uh, in-game monologue is kind of funny. I like that. Yeah, Br- bringing some uh, some life. Yeah, uh, and it's funny because you think you think a character considering his his issues, what he's got going on, you wouldn't think that he would have a Darky sense of humor. Rooting, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have a sense of humor, but yeah, he seemed pretty funny. So uh, costume design is excellent. Yes. I love it. I would say that this is probably the best costume design we've seen up right up there with Scarlet for MK11. Yeah, so far. Well, Raiden, so far. Raiden was pretty fucking good looking, but yeah, I think I'd yeah, agree Raiden with you. does look good looking. Uh, yeah. Man, you know which Raiden skin I miss? Uh, was it Deadly Alliance that alternate skin? Which one? Where he kind of looked like uh, almost like Fujin Shijinko ish. Okay. Where yeah, he had yeah. the the hat on his back. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah, dark yeah, yeah, armor. yeah. That was a badass Raiden that's, skin. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Cabal looks excellent, and he looks like he's going to be even more fun to play. Yeah. He has like a flash. Like he looks yeah. like he plays like the Flash. Yeah, a little bit, but with hook swords. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, they took away his big air, his his uh, his big projectile, the fucking ball that goes across the screen. They, to, they took that away. But I'm sure it, they'll have it in some form. No, they took it away because fully. Yeah, because he was spammable, ridiculously overpowered in uh, nine because of it. It was like one of them because it was an anti-air. It did everything. You do that on the floor. You can do it in the air, and um, it was really fast. Well, he's like a ton of blades. You can kind of time out, and you're like, you, know, you get out of the way. You couldn't do that with that. And he had like full control of the screen because he was able to jump up and do it. And then he had the fucking low toss, the low be- boom or fucking crossbow thing or whatever the fuck it is. Um, he had, that looked like they bracing a little bit more of that. The whole him throwing that little thing, uh, and it's actually him throwing it as opposed to him summoning it from Lord knows where. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, so he looked very good. Uh, looks like he's going to be kind of that mid-range kind of character. Uh, obviously, with the hook swords, have a little bit more reach. He looks like he's going to be able to close some distance. Yes, and uh, it looks good. There's some good-looking stuff in there. For yeah, sure. man. Um, his fatality, oh, tasty, <laughs> tasty, tasty. You, you know, you mentioned it. Um, how like each Mortal Kombat game kind of has a fatality theme. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see it till you said it, but now I totally see. This is 110 percent face fatality shit. <laughs> that was some like, man, you like. Uh, this dude got fucking hogtied and like dragged around. Yeah, it was that pretty was bad. It was pretty epic. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. I'm actually at this point in time, this is probably the character I'm most interested in playing. And I always said that about Scarlet initially, but Cabal. I mean, that's fair. I miss you, Cabal. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see him. Back. Uh, with that, we also had uh, not really a reveal, but you know, Devora will also be in the yeah. game. Her design looks interesting. I. Uh, man, it, I mentioned it. If if Aaron Black does not come back, but Devora does, we're gonna have some beef. Uh, we'll talk about something off here because I don't want to burn the bore people with the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Talk. Uh, but uh, yeah, Devora looked good. Um, she's the last uh, big titty she's, bug lady. She's like uh, the costume is reminiscent of Broodmother. So if you play yeah. Devora, you know what you're yeah. getting. They made her less attractive because I feel like uh, they made her too good looking in the previous games, like facial features. I guess they made her look like ugly. Made her look like a monster, which is cool with me. So yeah, moving along. Uh, the big one. The big one. Big one. Big one. Big one. All right. So Tuesday or Wednesday, this game dropped. It is by Respawn Studios, which is owned by EA, but we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this game kind of came out of fucking nowhere. It was Literally. announced and it was dropped within, what, 48 hours? Something like that. So this game is Apex Legends. It is a Titanfall spinoff, essentially, at the core of it. Mm-hmm. It is a battle royale, mm-hmm. and it does a lot of things right. Uh, we both got a chance to play it, so we're going to be hearing some some opinions. Let's talk. All right, man. So let me say this. This is the thing I'm going I'm to open up with the, the review. It was nice knowing you, Fortnite. 
Goodbye. You're done. It's you know, over. I said that like three games into Fortnite. <laughs> no, but I, I know. But okay, said- well, I see what you're getting at because a lot of games come up and claim to be the Fortnite killer. Yeah. And there was a lot of hype in regards to the blackout mode yeah. in Blops 4. Like, oh, it's a Fortnite killer. No. 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 This. Now, this is truly a contender. Yep. Because as of yesterday morning, there's a 10 million player base in yeah. what? Four days. Two hours. Four days or something like that. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. It's crazy. And that, that, that whole thing to me is, is absolutely impressive. Because let's first up, let's talk about it. Previously, when Fortnite did it, I felt like they didn't deserve it. I feel like they didn't earn the, the, well, the fame that it got. Fortnite did a lot of things right in the marketplace that it was in. Yeah. PUBG was too serious. It was too th- it was $30, and it was a lot of buggy shit. And it was if you played it on PC, that, that game was not optimized. That mm-hmm. thing would run like a fucking brick mm-hmm. on a fucking treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what Fortnite did was they made it the cartoony vibe, which, you know, worked. Mm-hmm. It was bright and flashy, and they did a lot of good things at the time. Yep. But... They got it got a little bit stale, mm-hmm. and so now we have a contender, Apex Legends. First of all, it's free to play. Yep, excellent. Yep, excellent, excellent, excellent. Because mm-hmm. I promise you, if this game was even ten dollars, I want to play. I no, I want to pick no. it up either. It's free to play. Um, but most importantly, is free to win, and that's the big thing that yeah. we should focus on. So, um, this game kind of encapsulates a lot of. Elements from other games that we enjoy. We enjoy the character operator. Yes, we do. Thing the the uh, person skill based uh, game types like yes. Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, mm-hmm. um, a lot of other things we enjoy. So there's what eight legends as of right now. Eight. eight. There's eight legends. Each of them has a passive ability, a tactile ability, and an ultimate ability. Mm-hmm. So it kind of has that smite feel, man. You got three abilities. Uh, I think Smite technically has four because you still have a passive. Right? Um, Smite has the four and the passive. So five. Yeah. Okay. Five. But um, yeah. So that's really cool. I think most of these, I almost called them operators, most of these legends are pretty solid. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really good ability. You could definitely um, you could definitely make an argument to every single one of them on why they're viable. Yeah. Right? So because uh, I think, when, it, especially with Siege, there's those operators that you're like, they're fun, but they're not necessary. Like a jackal. Or like, yeah. well, jackal. <laughs> we'll get into jackal later. Okay. Um, but somebody like, you know, I love her, but Cavi. Yeah. Not necessary. IQ. My buddy loves to play IQ. He loves IQ. But at the end of the day, not you could have picked anybody, any other yeah. operator and would not have made a difference. Yeah. And Especially since they took away her frags, but we're not going to get into that. But... um. Yeah, man. Each one of these has a viable case to be on your team of three. Absolutely. That's another thing let's, let's talk about. So this game is free to play, and it's a squad-based operation. There's a team of three, and you have no choice. There's no singles, no doubles. You go in as a triplet. Mm-hmm. Um, the drop system is very nice. So one, uh, usually the last char- the last person to pick a character is the jump master. Yeah. And you can all jump to the same place, or you could diverge and do your own thing. Um, Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> oh, I usually do it when... Um, there's like a specific building I picked out, you know, like once we're towards like the landing spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going but I'm not saying I don't say jump solo when everybody right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, there's just so much to cover in this game. So first and foremost, let's talk how this game feels because this it's... game, this game does a lot of a lot of bit of everything. So you have sliding, which isn't a new thing. But the sprint to slide feels really good. The, it's really moment. Smooth. It's momentum based, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And my, my favorite thing is that if you need to get down a hill fast, just fucking run, slide, and you're fucking sliding down the whole goddamn yeah. thing. 
Um, it feels Warframey. I don't know if you've played Warframe. I haven't now. But oh. their movement system is butter smooth. They yeah. do sliding really well. And and the thing from Warframe is that you could sprint, slide, and then double jump. But your double jumps were massive. You, It was like leaps. Um, you don't get the leaps, but this still feels really good. It feels realistic enough. Yes. Um, you have a wall climb? A wall climb ability? Yeah, this like pseudo parkour thing that yeah. you got. Um, it's very basic, but I think it works in, Absolutely. in these terms. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than enough to get you what you need to do. Absolutely. Uh, the movement feels good. feels realistic. Uh, gunplay. Gunplay is phenomenal. Gunplay. These guns sound great. Yeah, they uh, do. A lot of them look pretty standard, but the skins you can get are phenomenal. No. Like I got that hemlock skin yeah. that I showed you with the line on it. Yeah. Uh, that was just out of a random Apex pack. Yeah. That's great. Um uh, attachments you pick these things up on the ground and they yeah. auto equip you if, if you have a compatible weapon um, my buddy was making a point he's like oh this is so like, unnecessary blah 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 I'm like bro it's the easiest inventory management you could ever ask for yeah especially because these if you if you take a like a two two seconds to look at it it'll tell you if you have anything that's compatible yeah if you don't just leave it the fuck leave alone. alone Yeah. but I have buddies that sprint around and just pick up everything everything they see and then they're like my inventory is full like Bro, I promise you, you're not using like half that. Yeah, you don't need the fucking uh, skull piercer if you don't have a sniper type of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, map is good. They combine a lot of Titanfall maps. All right, real quick. Sure. Let me talk about this. And then this is not a, a direct uh, bashing or uh, negative feedback on Apex, Apex Legends itself because I feel like a lot of the Battle Royale has this problem. The map's a little dull to me. Um, yeah, they're just a little, they're a little dull looking. I don't know. There's definitely parts of the map that look much like the others. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, I, I, I just wish that we would kind of get away from this dingy, because even Fortnite has the problem. Like, this dingy, everything's dirty kind of a kind of a look. Uh, for some sections of the map, it makes sense, but does everything really have to like, kind of have that feel? You know what I mean? Um, it, it's, it's a like literally probably the biggest gripe I have with this game is the kind of how it looks, uh, like as far as the map. Um, you kind of do need the openness for a battle royale. No, no, I, I get that. the, I get the. No, openness. but I feel you. There's nothing. Yeah. There's like a like a handful of landmarks, really. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest one for me is the swamps. Yeah, that's the one I remember, and some of the like the big old towers. Yeah, the, like the, the I'm saying like they a lot of these things blend together to me. Like in my head, I'm like, oh fuck, I don't. Is that where I want to go? I think that's where I want to go. I don't remember where I want to go now. That type of deal. I do like uh, the drop system when it comes to be like, hey, if you drop here. You're gonna get some good shit, but oh, on the uh, aircraft. Yeah, but everybody can see that, and everybody's going for it. It's a yeah, fucking high risk, high reward. It is a mad dash for for those those you know those awesome weapons. Um, the gunplay is fantastic. It fucking feels phenomenal. The sound design is really good too. Sound is phenomenal. Just overall through throughout the uh, throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, the there, there's a slight learning curve. And it's not yeah. massive. Mm-hmm. When I first hopped in a game, I was like, "How the fuck does everything work?" And then I think I played four games before I was like, all right, I'm ready to rock. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it adds a layer. Yeah. It adds a layer. I, I think they picked the right amount of people for this map because I feel like a lot of those battle royals do 100, right? 100, I think, people. Yeah. This one did 60, 20 teams of three. Uh, I think it's the right amount of people for this map because I feel like if you would have any more, it would be too clustered. Yeah. Because I, I, honest to God, dude, uh, last night I won a game. And I didn't see anybody till the very end. Yeah, some games are like that. Yeah, some games and, are like that. And I like that. You know what I mean? Because it, sure, it's fun to get into the fucking bands, but it's also kind of fun to creep creep from building to building and be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Double double check each direction, and then creep to the next building, kind of a deal. So, uh, 
Yeah, man, it fucking feels great. It looks great. Uh, I really like like some of the operators. Uh, Who do you play? I'm leaning. To, uh, my two favorite uh, is Wraith. Wraith yeah. is number one. Uh, and if she's taken, I usually go life lifeline, and I fucking love her. I love her. Uh, I actually won my first game with her. Very cool. Yeah, um, I've won like four or five. So, so it's probably yeah, the most successful cool. successful battle royale experience I've ever had. Yeah, man. I think uh, I've won two total Fortnite games since I've been playing it. So yeah, buddy. Yeah, uh, I play Wraith, and uh, I can't remember what the damn robot's name is. Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. What's his name? No, what's his name? He's the tracker dude. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Fuck. What's his name? Now it's gonna fuck. Oh, well, yeah. But uh, I like those two. I'm looking mm. to results. Those two. Yeah. And um, man, what what is there to say about this game that a hundred thousand people haven't already said? It's a great it's quality. game. It's, it's quality. really good. Absolutely. Um, to my knowledge, I guess Respawn didn't really like notify EA. <laughs> they didn't like tell them of this game's. I wonder why. Mm. Mm. It's almost like they would like abuse it and you know yeah, use absolutely. some of their shitty business practices and put them into the system almost. And here's the deal. Hey, like you said, it's free to play. That's number one. Okay. Uh, oh, we totally forgot a big ass mechanic, but go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's talk about the mechanics um, first. So there's this thing in the game that this does really well that encourages you to stay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, banner yeah. system. The banner system is fucking. The banner fantastic. system. It's fucking fantastic. So, um, if you're playing with buddies, it's one thing. I've if I've you're won a, with randoms. Yeah, I've I've won a game, game coming back through the banner system. Yeah, yeah. So if your buddy dies, you go through his crate and you pick up his banner and you take the banner to a respawn station and he comes back. Yeah. And he comes back. How titties is that? And it's uh, and it's, it adds another layer because like once a lot of times in those battle royale, battle royales game, your friend die, you move on. Right um, now, it's you stay to the end. You stay. Not only do you stay to the end, but um, you're like, okay, I gotta pick up my friend, and then I gotta stop at. Now I gotta make a detour. Yeah, now I gotta. Now I gotta make nobody's next to that thing. Yeah, uh, you gotta make the detour. You have to make sure you're clear to do it. Uh, and I think it's just a phenomenal. Little, Let me tell you this little tidbit. We played a game Thursday night. It was me and my two buddies, so we have a full squad. Mm-hmm. Um, how did this game go? We dropped. Uh, uh, we get like ransacked immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Those two die, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! But I made it out, and I respawn both of them. I guess because I guess you could do two in one uh, respawn yeah. point, which is cool. Uh, they both come back. I get downed. My other buddy gets downed. We both die, and then the third guy was like, oh shit, oh shit! I was like, dude, book it. There's like six people over there. Do not look back. Books it. We make it to second place from this dude just hiding. He came back from the dead and he had like low level equipment all the way to the end. That's funny. And it was like the the closest circle of the map, and he was literally hiding on top of a vending machine. All he had was a shotgun and a frag grenade. He he had the EVA eight <laughs> and the frag grenade. Somebody opens the door to the building he's hiding in. He yeets that frag grenade right, <laughs> but they didn't see him, so they closed the door. Like a half a second later, the frag grenade blows off and it blows the door down. <laughs> and we're just watching it. We're like, oh my God, oh shit. But yeah, we made it to second place. Yeah, that's and that awesome. was fun because of the respawn system. Yeah. It's so nice. And it's funny because um, usually in these kind of games or just, you know, first person shooters in general, I always normally lean towards the SMG category and the assault rifle category. Yeah, man. That's kind of changed with this game. I like the sniper. I like the shotgun combo. The peace, peacekeeper is fucking phenomenal. That shotgun is beautiful. EVA is for me, man. Fuck that shit. But because <laughs> the fucking peacekeeper hits so goddamn hard. Yeah, it's like a truck full of dildos. Yeah, it hurts. And um, the sniper, especially when you got a scope on that thing, you get a fucking kind of 
poke your head out. I like the G7. Play, play, yeah, play a legitimate sniper role. You can kind of look overlook a town while your buddies are ransacking it. Well, the nice thing, make, too, if you're playing Wraith, is that she'll get those notifications. It's like, oh, I think there's a sniper. Yeah. We're being watched. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's that. And um, what the pinging system is fucking phenomenal. Oh, man. They did a so underrated. Gr- great job with that. Ping uh, once to recommend, and then everybody else pings to confirm. Yeah. Fuck. There's Why that. does Rainbow Six not have that? There's that, and there's not there's the fact that you could ping gear, and it'd be like, hey, I got a level two. The, the character will yep. say, hey, I have a level two body armor here. That's fucking phenomenal. That's 10 out a, of 10. They did a great job with that, man. And, I uh, mean, I can't say enough positive things about it because, bro, like I said, there's not very many games anymore that I'm like, okay, I can play it nonstop. Siege is one of them. Smite, this game's up there with, yeah. with that, that replayability. And uh, it's one of those things like, okay, one more. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you, uh, next thing you know, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Apex really came out of the woodwork, man. It's a fun game. Yeah. And servers are good. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten a win yet. We've gotten second. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I got a little different community to deal with. Yeah. As opposed to the PS4 community, but yeah. we'll hop on. We'll see how we do. But we'll do well, I think, dude. Because I think yeah, if we have coordination, and especially I, with I think the, you and me, man. Even when you and me are just playing siege with like a random three stack, we'll we, do fine. We'll do fine. Yeah, we'll definitely do fine. So, first of all, respawn entertainment. Excellent job. Guys. You deserve a standing ovation. Holy fuck, man! Because we've spoken about it. How the battle royale scene is getting stale. Mm-hmm. It's getting dull, and people are just not going to want to play it anymore. Yeah. Then this game came. You out. guys, you guys revitalizing and this. S- for real. Macked around the dummy. Yeah. And yeah, man. Oh, there's new life. There's fresh life. There's a lot of things this game does really well. I'm looking forward to playing a battle royale game. Think about that. Because yeah. once I got like maybe. I'm, I'm just looking forward to unlocking Caustic or Mirage. Yeah, man. I haven't done that yet either. I don't know how people fucking got. Maybe they spend the real life money on We were on playing. Them. Dude, we were playing Thursday night and there was people with like 300 kills on one character. I'm what? like, how? Oh, this game's been out for 48 hours. I don't know, man. I think the most I got on one character is like 30 or 40 or something like that right now. Um, the most game, I, the most successful game I had was a seven kill win. So um, with Ra- well, no, that was with yeah with Wraith. I love her ability. But uh, another thing I want to talk about, another re- re- reason and way they should be commended is, sure they do have a loot system, right? A loot box system, but all cosmetic. All it's all cosmetic. Uh, the banners and all that kind of fun stuff. The trackers, those like all cosmetic. There's no pay to win here. The finishers. Not, not even just yeah the finishers. It's not even just that. It's the fact that. If you buy a, like from them, if you buy with in-game currency, um, there's an elimination system. So once you have something, you can't get a duplicate of it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's really cool. The, the, so if you buy enough of them, you get everything, and that's the way it should be. I think it's fifty total. If you buy fifty of them, you get everything that they got in the game right now. And I was digging around a little bit last night through some of the like the the badges. There's going to be a founders pack for this. Think so? It says. Yeah, it said one of the badges I purchased the the, the founders pack. Oh. Yeah, so super sleuth Jake. Yeah, so I'm digging through it, and if they have a founders pack, you probably get all the uh, all the hero, legends. all the legends and stuff, and maybe like skins, special maybe special skins for the season or whatever. Maybe um, if there is a founders pack, depending how much it is, I'm not gonna drop sixty dollars on it. No nah, man, it's probably gonna be a thirty dollar ball. Pack. Yeah, I'm they they got my money because. This shit's fucking... It feels great. It's a lot of fun. I want to play it right now as I'm looking at you right now. Uh, I'm immersed into this world. I think uh, going with the Titanfall IP and kind of running with it is a great idea. Well, you didn't even know it was Titanfall. Yeah. I, I had no idea. It's, it's subtle. You know what I mean? You look around and you're like, oh, duh. But um, there's no... Um, you know, the, the mechs, those aren't, those aren't anything here. But I think it's interesting and I think they did a great job with it. And, so uh, uh, let's recap really quick. If you make a game that looks good, mm-hmm. sounds good, feels good, Plays good and is fair. And you're not a douche. Yeah. yeah. What, do, what do we learn? 
that it's fucking to be successful. Yeah, it's gonna be successful because ten million players in four days. In, yeah, I think it was less than four days, man. Because it, it might be like yeah. midweek. Yeah, let's let's call it seventy-two hours. Yeah, ten million players. Think about that. If that's not world breaking, I don't know what is. I don't know. So looking forward to what they have. My my one hope is that EA doesn't fuck this up. Well, Add all the cosmetics you want. Add all the pretty skins you want. Don't pay to win. And and real quick, you could fucking if you you grind enough, you can buy a particular oh, skin if you want to, yeah, which is phenomenal. You could buy the operators. But, but you could. my thing is like, I know EA, right? And they they got fucking dollar signs in their eyes right now. So and especially with the the coming off the bad quarter, we'll see what they do. Uh, hopefully, uh, they, maybe respawn should do a. Uh, oh fuck! Who pulled out? Uh, uh, Bungie. Does, yeah, Bungie. Bungie maybe with Maybe they just make like Bungie and yeet the fuck out. Yeah, of and take their take their shit with them, huh? That'd be nice. Titanfall, uh, Titanfall was a falling IP too, man. Mm. This, it was it was even their fault. It was a it was a good feeling game. It's just released at a bad time. Released at bad time. Yeah. Bad PR. A lot of things went into that. Yeah. But now we have hype again, and there's love, and I think we kind of encapsulated it. If you haven't played it already, please Absolutely. download it. It's free to play. Yeah. The worst thing that happens is you say this isn't for me, and uninstall. And move on. Yep. Move on. So I know Parker said he's downloading it. My buddy Ty said he's downloading it. So anytime you want to hop on, bro. Very cool. We'll we'll, we'll have we very cool. I'm actually um quick little update. I am at the last part of Leon's story in Resident Evil 2. Oh, so good. Love this game. <laughs> yeah. So good. Absolutely. All right. So we'll, we'll talk when I wrap it up. All right. Excellent. So let's go ahead and move down to the music category. Oh, we're about an hour in. Yeah. Uh, we'll skip the games for these week. We'll push them over just for the yeah, yeah, time's yeah. sake. All right. So I saw an article this week. Did you see this one? Uh, I think I have an idea what you're talking about, but I want so you to panic let me know. at the discos. Brendan Yuri is a rather good looking dude. Yep. Right. I think that's safe to say. Yep. Um, it's sad that the world has come to this, mm. but he had to release a public statement and all of these people and shit had to agree to this new rule of his. If you're doing a meet and greet, if he's playing at any venue, you can't kiss him. What the fuck, man? Yeah. You think that shit would be common sense? Yeah, you yeah, think that. You really do think that shit would be common sense. What's what's wrong with shaking the man's hand and giving him a hug or something like that? Like, why do you have There's to... There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, like, he, he would do this, like... Uh, I don't want to call it a skit, but it was like this performance for the one song where he would like walk into the crowd and stuff. Yeah, and people were like, and yeah. people would like grab him and kiss him, bro. Like fucking relax, make room for the guy. Yeah. And see, this is why I like the hardcore scene because you have uh, Travis from fuck, what was it, Varials? or I can't remember the band right now, but where some dude got on stage, what did Travis do? Drop kick him off. Yeah. Even people like uh, Parker Cannon from the story so far, don't get on my fucking stage and he kicked that girl off. Action Bronson throws people off stage. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, he, he, well, he's a big fucking guy, so he grabbed him and fucking. Yeah, man, I I don't blame that. Uh, every time I die, I had some issues with this, and Keith released a statement like, "Hey, this is my space, and unless I'm openly inviting you to grab the mic, don't come up here because yeah. shit's gonna go down." Or fucking remember when Jordan kicked that fucking fly out of that guy's hand that one time? You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well, Corey Taylor too, and yeah. whole whole bunch of people, bro. Yeah. This isn't new things. Yeah, but it's just like imagine if Brendan Urie kicked somebody off stage like like physically kick them there would be an outrage yeah people would be upset and yeah. it, it, it's really sad that like we've come to this point where expected behavior is no longer expected be on your best behavior at concerts absolutely especially to the band of yeah, all people the band, the band <laughs> and think about it Brendan Urie is married how yeah. must his wife fucking feel that and like it's one thing if the fucking guy was a douchebag but by all accounts he's a really nice guy and I'm not a fan of Panic at the Disco. I don't really like the music, but 
The he's dude's, a good musician. He, he, he's a nice guy. Absolutely. Very talented. Be respectful, man. Yeah, be respectful to the guy. Fuck. Come on. You know, come to a hardcore show once and then try and get up on stage. Yeah. yeah. See what happens. Yeah. You're going to get a, a wall full of Jericho. Hey, that's my <laughs> reference for the day. I just thought it was really sad, man. And it, it, the, the worst part is, is that it would come from a band like this. Where yeah. the front man is a very good looking dude. Where the fan base spans from, I'd, I'd say even like teenagers today dude, to kid, people our age. Imagine if this was like, because he's a dude. Imagine if this was a female this was happening to. Oh my yeah, god! Double the, standards, the man. public outcry. outrage, yeah, bro. public she, outcry. Depending on who it, the band was, it, but I'm sure there'd be like rape cases, sexual assault cases. And like, imagine if it was like Ariana Grande or something like that, dude. Yeah, it's over with. Yeah, security's going, taking you down. Yeah, so it's just kind of sad that absolutely. we that we're in this state, but in hardcore shows, you got to deal with crowd killing. No show is perfect, mm-hmm. you know. And people make it shitty, but let's make it less shitty for for everybody else out there, especially the band. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, We actually have two album reviews. We do. Oh, mine's actually an EP. Uh, You want to go first or should I go first? I'll do mine. So uh, my wife actually turned me on to this band. Um, It's called Light the Fire. Let me look up the name of the album. It's actually kind of a fun album title. I thought it was fun. Uh, Sorry. Compassionate and Unlikely Places uh, by a band called Light the Fire. Uh, I think they're new. I think this is their new jam. Uh, It's on Standby Records. Um, It's a neat little album. Uh, now, I think they're kind of falling into the same kind of category of like a wage war where I feel like they don't have to rely on the, 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 the cleans. And I think it should be something kind of to flavor it, flavor certain songs. Uh, but they had like a ballad on here uh, and it felt kind of disjointed. Overall, it's not a bad effort. This is the first time I'm hearing about them. So I'm assuming that it's a um, it's like a debut or something like that. Uh and if you're into that kind of vibe, into that wage war kind of feel, I'd recommend it. Um, it has some some super nasty breakdown parts, and uh, yeah, like I said, if you're kind of into the the genre of kind of where it's going, I think this is for you. For me, uh, it's like a B, uh, nothing crazy. I would give it like a three, a three or three and a half out of five. Nothing amazing. So seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing crazy, but uh, definitely a good step uh, in the right direction into the new year of music. You know. And uh, I guess we'll see where it goes from here. Very cool. Um, so I did the Sentinels uh, EP. Mm-hmm. It is called Unsound Recollection. Unsound Recollection. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't like a debut or anything. These guys have been around since 2015-ish, I want to say. Um, this is a pretty, pretty good seven-song EP. Okay. So here's the thing with uh, Sentinels. They got the lows. They got the growls. They got the precision. They got the precision of a fucking surgeon. This album is, or this EP is super technical. Okay. My kind of concern listening to this was they're missing something. They're missing that lightning, that fire, that's the, that je ne sais quoi, that's something they're missing. And I was like really upset because I was like, they have all the great makings of a solid ass EP, right? And then I was satisfied because as soon as neurosis hit, it, it was like a switch was turned on or something. This shit started going 100% balls to the wall. What 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 was the... What I was... don't know, man. The first half of this EP doesn't really... And it's, it's what, three three songs. The first three songs don't really get me. Neurosis is number four. Everything after Neurosis is like a whole different breed hmm. of aggression. That's and the... they, they get down and dirty with this guitar work and this precision. And I was actually listening to this on my way to work yesterday. And I was... At a red light, and I was like, "Holy shit! Why is my car shaking?" And I turned off the music, and I was like, 
that wasn't my car. That was Sentinels. Just fucking rumbling my underbelly like that. This EP okay. bangs. Check it out. I will. It, it is a solid seven. Okay. You're looking for something technical and something like... If you like Lower Empire, check this out. Okay. Interesting. All right. If you like After the Burial, check this out. Okay. These guys are solid. So you know how you have talked about previously about uh, over-technical... Over technical music tends to be felt like it's played by a robot. Does it have that problem? No, 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 no. Because no. the I don't want to I don't want to diss on the drummer. He's a very good drummer. But there's something about the way everything colludes with each other. Like Matt Grainer is very technical and, and precise. Mm-hmm. This guy is too. But there's something about I don't know if it's an off tempo or if it's just is it like a le- like a layer of slop? A, a, a very thin layer of grease. That's what that's why that's very what you thin need, man. layer, you know. That's what you need. Like you know, yeah, uh, yeah. A very I, thin layer yeah. of like I don't want to call it air, but it's like grease, like elbow grease. Yeah, you know, you can feel it because there's no elbow grease in a in a machine drum. Yeah. There is elbow grease in a human drum. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's what it is, man. And like I said, I'm not like down talking these guys or anything. You should definitely check out this EP. It's a solid S7 for me. But yeah, there's something there's something in there that's that's greasy. And you know what? Sometimes no, you need some grease to lubricate your esophagus. Yeah, I know what, what Josie told us. Eat some greasy, get rid of that hangover. Very cool. We got a 10-song set list for you, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ice Nine Kills this week. We do. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, I, I'm like positive we have the same songs. 100%. Yeah, most likely. And it's funny because I actually this was something that I made for myself like months ago. And I'm like, oh, is this actually 10 songs? I looked and it's so, it just so happened to be 10 songs. Cool. I had issues with this 10-song set list. Did you? Just filling it. Really? Yeah, just, like, you I, know how the Van issue was like, shit, how are we going to uh, compact this to, to 10? Yeah. Now it was like, oh, fuck, how am I going to fill 10? Interesting. So you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, we're going to open with American Nightmare. I think this is a good opening track. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do Enjoy Your Slave. Okay. After that, thank God it's Friday. Communion of the Cursed, number four. Stabbing in the Dark, halfway through the set is five. Mary Xmas. I think that song needs some more love. At six, me and my me myself and Hyatt is a little kind of calm down point. At seven, Bloodbath and Beyond. At eight, Rock the Boat. I know they're probably never gonna play this live, but mm-hmm. I enjoy that song. And it is the end. Oh, at number ten. If you noticed, eight of these songs are from the last album. Uh, that's funny because I think you and I only had one different thing. You probably didn't have Rock the Boat, right? No, I didn't have Rock the Boat. Yeah. All right, let's go through this, and this is the order that I would put it in, because you know. Like I said, I'm a little bit more of a bigger fan than Gabe, but you were, you and I have the same kind of mentality on this. I think, yeah, there's like two songs differences. I have one song in here and you don't have yet. Yeah, anyway, anyway, opening up with Stabbing in the Dark. Oh, full, full fucking blood and gore. Song, yeah. Huh? Uh, big fan. So had to do it. Uh, me, myself and Hyde. Cool. American Nightmare right in the middle or at the three point. Uh, Bloodbath and Beyond. This one was up in the air for me. I didn't know if I was going to make it. It was either this one or Hell in the Hallway. Uh, but I, I chose Bloodbath and Beyond. Thank God it's Friday. A grave mistake because I figured you needed a slow point. It's not my favorite song, but I figured you need something in the middle. Uh, Enjoy your sleigh, Merry Axmas. It is the end, and Community of the Curse to wrap it up. Very cool. Yep, very cool. Like you said, majority of the songs being off the the most recent, and yeah, that was it. Forty one minutes. I think that's a an appropriate amount of time for a ten song set. Like I said, man, I just had issue filling this up. All right, Gabe, who do you who do you want to do this next week? Let's do. Because I've been in a, in a fucking, I don't want to call it a rut. I've been in a very good position. Let's do a 10-song set list for Great American Ghost. Okay. It'll give you an excuse to re-listen to it. Yeah. Because I did, 
Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. I actually, quick shout out to, to those guys, Great American Ghost, Boston Hardcore, gotta love that shit. Them and actually uh, another group that I think was, you did an album review, or it was on your recommended, uh, Vilas. Mm-hmm. Their album, I it came on the other day when I was on my way to Grange, and I was like, fuck. And there's something about re-listening to an old album that maybe you didn't appreciate as much the first time around. Yep. And these two seriously stood out to me. So Excellent. check them out. If you need an excuse, this is it. Excellent. All right, so we're going to go ahead and roll into the certified bangers then. Cool. I actually don't have much. Really? I got I got one, two, three, four. I got I got three. Uh, I have a single by a band called the Avalanche Diaries. They are an Italian metalcore band. Uh, it's called Alive, and it's excellent. It's excellent. excellent Very cool. Excellent. This is all. These are all my wife's songs, by the way. She dug up all these for me. Uh, next up, I had where is that? Oh shit! Where did I? Dissonance. Uh, this is a album by a band called Asleep at the Helm. Also, the, the song is self-titled. Very, very good. Fucking heavy, too, man. Now, again, this kind of falls into the category of unnecessary cleans, but whatever. And this one's a little bit different. Uh, this is called uh, The Road to Milestone. But, but the single's called Suffocating. Think of a heavier Silverstein. Cool. A, a little bit of a heavier Silverstein. Uh, not as many dirty vocals, but still good. Still solid. But yeah, that's what I got for my certified bangers. Very cool. So for my certified bangers, you should absolutely go check out the August Burns Red Phantom Sessions EP. That dropped on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, King of the Giants dropped a new single called Bleach. It's pretty good. I uh, My issue with the last one was a bit too generic for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, got, I got high hopes for him. So we'll see where that goes. And then uh, Victims. You remember Victims? I, I do. Uh, they did a cover of a Slipknot song. Which one? Take a wild guess. Wait and Blade. No. Servicing. No. I don't know. Take a wild guess. Just people, w- take one more guess. People go shit. No. What? It is. I totally forgot about this song too. It is a single off Volume Three. The Buster exists. No. The Nameless. Oh, okay. You remember that? Yeah. You remember that song? I was like, "Fuck." And is that just, a single? Yeah, it was a single. That was a single. Yep. Was the Blister exists a single? Did I just throw out a single that might? Have- no, I think that was a single as well. That Blister exists. Duality and before I forget and yeah, Vermillion. I think that wraps it up for that one. But yeah, they did a cover of the Nameless. It's actually pretty solid. Check them out. Victims is a uh, is another band that needs some more love on this show. Yeah, we like them quite a bit. But I think that you got seven or eight there, man. Get back to us. Let us know what you think of these bangers. Yep. Too heavy, too soft, just right. Mm-hmm. Goldilocks, certified Goldilocks of the week. Sure. Uh, that's a little too. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little rough. I think with that one. Yeah. That's, that's let's me. make like a. Make like what? Condom and wrap it up. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So uh, for, if you guys want to go ahead and... Uh, oh, Gideon oh. dropped the single. I forgot too. Who? Gideon? Okay. No oh. love, no one. How's that go? Good. Okay. Cool. All right. So if you guys want to go ahead and like us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, all that good stuff, you can go ahead and find us there. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Rate, comment. Uh, we're also on YouTube as well, so go ahead and check us out on there. Uh, if you guys want to play with me, play with your boy. I don't know if anybody out there wants to play with me uh, on Apex Legends. I will probably be on a little bit later tonight, probably till about four o'clock in the morning again. And uh, yeah, but other than that, man, that's the that's the Second City Kids podcast. Now I'm contemplating, Gavin. I'm contemplating whether we should put the intro at the end of the song, at no. the end of the pod. No, just leave it from the beginning. All right, excellent. But until then, we'll see you next week for 106. But until then, deuces. <laughs>